It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Turn to Glory Podcast Season 4. We are back. Hunter Zarbernicki here with Austin Rose ahead of another spectacular Husker football season. No sarcasm intended. No sarcasm. If Season 3 was our breakout season, what's the what's Season 4? You know, you get the sophomore slump, Season 3 breakout. Well, Season 4, we got to make a bowl game, I think. That's, yeah, this is where you got to get your first All-NBA team. <laughs> Making a bowl game in season four be more than what Coach Frost has been able to do with his staff. But hey, he turned down an offer to play in a bowl game in twenty twenty. That's right. Let's not forget. Had, had to go deer hunting. Had yes. to go deer hunting. No, uh, it, it's been a good summer. I think overall, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of chatter um, around the college football landscape. Nebraska football bringing in a bunch of new pieces, and we're here to kind of break that down. This episode and then over the next few weeks, we'll be going more into detail as we look ahead to the Northwestern Wildcats in Ireland and Dublin. No, I'm not going to the game. What? You have to go to your away game. <laughs> what else you got going on that weekend? You're a lot, watching a lot of game. drinking. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so it, it'll, it'll be good, um, but there is a lot to talk about here. And today we're going to go through key three points from each of us on... Just takeaways, thoughts that we had over the offseason, the big picture ideas of where this season could be headed, and that's coming off of Big Ten Media Days here last week, where Coach Frost spoke along with three key players uh, of the team, Garrett Nelson, Travis Volkolek, and Quentin Newsom, also all speaking. What did you think of those three being the t- three at the, at the I th- media days? I thought it made sense. I... I think Garrett Nelson is one of those guys that is the face oh, of. He's the guy, like yeah. When you yeah, for sure. So he was there, and then obviously Vocalex been here for I think going on his fourth or fifth year now. So I get that, and Newsom's one of our leaders on the back half on defense. So you know I I don't question the guys that they they sent, and I thought they all did a very good job of of speaking their minds and, and being open, um, and also sticking to business, and and that was my key takeaway that I got from Frost as well was it's all business and my favorite quote of the entire Big Ten Media Days was a one word quote he said winning (laughs) when he was asked about um, what needs to get done this year and that's how he responded and I think that's the general consensus amongst a lot of Husker fans is all this talk and chatter now but what matters winning football games yeah it was the classic Scott Frost response, though. You know, like, well, you know, uh, winning. We, we got to go out there and win games. And teams that I coach, we go out there and we win. And, you know, um, I expect our boys to want to win. And I think we can do that this year. You know, like, it's like, all right. You know, I don't. he's probably not trying to tip his hat too much. But we'll see what he's doing different. Yes. So, you know, things are different. You know, new offensive coordinator, new everything. But 
So as I was prepping and getting my thoughts ready, one thing that hit me, and I know we already started off strong here on on some some digs at Husker football, <laughs> but with the Coach Frost, I was thinking about media days, and I was thinking about what did I expect him to say? Like, what would have made made it yeah. made me happy? Like, what what did I want to hear? And I was like, okay, he gets criticized for being for having the attitude that you just said, but then if he comes out and he's cocky and arrogant. He comes across as this asshole, and it's like, so what do you, what do we expect from him? Like, what's he supposed to say? Like, <laughs> we've obviously not had a good season. He knows that. The entire fan base knows that. The entire Big Ten and country knows that. So I was like, what do we expect from him in this press conference? And the one thing that took I took away was that he was more humbled and, again, stick to business. Close doors. We're going to do what we can to go out and win football games. And, I mean, to me, that's about as good of a response as I could expect from a coach with the situation he's in. Yeah, with a basically, what, four-game leash? Mm-hmm. You know, if he's not if he's not undefeated going into Oklahoma and he loses Oklahoma, you know, I guess you have to have a different mentality. But Yeah, this season is, is going to be an interesting one. We'll talk about our schedule here in the next couple of weeks, but it's definitely lighter up front and heavier in the back half. But I don't even the heavy. This is not. It's a very. It's a. I don't want to say easy schedule, but comparative to the last couple of years, it's an easier schedule. And I was careful not to use the word easy because I'm like, what is an easy game now? We haven't right. won these easy games over the past few years, and. So you can say an easier schedule, but it... <laughs> but I don't think we have those games that we're like, we're guaranteed to lose that. You know, like you see the Ohio State game, the you know, your Michigan, your Michigan, not like Michigan State maybe, but your Ohio State's, your Michigan, Penn State's, those are like, all right, the probability I put on this for us to win it, pretty low. Even when they're having down years, like if Ohio State was having a down year, that one year Penn State had a down year, it was still a close game, you know. And I was trying to compare to that point back even when Bo Pelini was the head coach, you did have two or three, one or two games on the schedule that you said, okay, we're not winning this game. But then you also picked out the the three, three or four that are like, guaranteed wins. And we this year, those. it's none of those. It's none of those anymore. Maybe North Dakota. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, and maybe Georgia Southern. And maybe Georgia Southern. But it, it is. It's very interesting. And, I mean, that, that jumps right into my – my first point and of the off season that really came came to mind. So each of us are going to go through, say our point, and then um, we're just going to talk about it, debate it, and get any thoughts on it. So my first point is exactly to this point. I wrote down three question marks. That's my first point. And what that means is there's a lot of unknown on mm. what the heck is going to happen. Seriously, it's not out of the realm of possibility we could be 10-2 and two this year. It's not that's not impossible. It's also not impossible to have another three and nine season. And it goes directly into what do we think is gonna happen in, in these games that we should win or probably won't probably won't win. I think there's just a lot of give and take there. So normally you'd probably look at a team and say, Oh, they can win maybe you know, here's their win total at seven, seven and a half. Maybe they can get to nine, maybe five, but you're not really talking a eight game swing up or down, and I, I seriously think that's in the realm of possibilities for the Huskers this year. No, I I totally agree with that statement. Like, 
You're right. We could go end this year as like a top 15 team in the nation ranking wise. You know, if you're 10 and 2, usually you're top 20 for sure. It, which would be such a different. I mean, that's so different than what it's been the last mm-hmm. whatever six years. But we could also be the exact same. The three question marks. I had one of my, you know, points was the unknown of like the offense, which this that kind of lays into it's like we don't know what we are. We lost a lot of big defensive players, but you know, and that was kind of our thing we hung our hat on last year. We have a whole new offense. It's just going to be yeah, it's just going to be an interesting year, and that's kind of what the off season has been. It's just been a lot of you're right behind closed doors, secrecy, not a lot of like. And I think Open that's the correct approach that the coaching staff needs to take here. Back to when Mark Whipple was hired and bringing on Mickey Joseph and all of these new coordinators, I think that's the smart approach of saying, you know what, we don't want to give anything away. We don't need to be mm-hmm. talking about everything we're doing, and I hope that pays off. Back to when Frost, quote unquote, fired himself from the offensive job, but yep. now having the a more CEO role. CEO. And there's a lot of questions asked about that. Mm-hmm. And even to the point where people are saying he's just going to be this like casual guy, open the door, not have any involvement in the team. That's not going to happen, obviously. He's going to have a lot more say and communication with the rest of the team, which I think will help. But again, the unknown just raises a lot of questions and makes it for a very intriguing season. I I don't want to say this is the most intriguing season that we've had, but it's got to be up there in our lifetime anyways of, okay, this is going to set the direction for the future here, and this season is going to tell us a lot. I mean, definitely, you know, like I would say the first year with Mike Riley wasn't that intriguing because I don't, you know, there just wasn't that much hype behind it. The first year with Scott Frost would probably be one of them. This year would definitely be one of them. Mm-hmm. It's like recent last 10-year history sort of deal. But, yeah, like what my point, like I said, one of my, my points or questions was the offense. And, like, he's stepping back with that CEO role. Like, what what does that even mean? You know, Mickey Joseph also has a big hand in the offense with Mark Whipple. And Pat Narduzzi, Mark Whipple's old, old head coach, mm-hmm. coming out. And basic, I mean, Pittsburgh had one of the best seasons they've had in a long time. They Heisman made it to the candidate. Peach Bowl. And then he comes out and says Whipple's stubborn and doesn't want to run the ball. All he wants to do is pass. And it was like, what? what Although last year when you look at Pitt's, uh, like their distribution on run pass, it really wasn't. It was like a 60-40 split. It wasn't egregious by any means. So that's just interesting that they obviously, Narduzzi and Whipple, did not leave on good terms with each other. Mm -hmm. And that was a point made. I don't know if that has any impact as far as Husker football, but it was interesting to hear. And I do think Whipple's offense is going to have some things that we haven't seen yet. And to your point of the question marks, we probably don't want to hear see them until the first right. game. And I don't know what Frost, because it's been Frost's offense, you know. all Even the last couple offensive coordinators are Scott Frost guys, or Scott Frost is basically telling them what to do sort of deal. Is it? I, I don't know. It could be a completely different look. It could be the same looking team, just a little bit cleaner. I don't and, know. And Frost is still going to have an involvement, as we know. I mean, his his specialty in coaching is still offense. It's mm-hmm. not defense. It's maybe needs to be more special teams. But 
it is still offense, so you know he's still going to have involvement there, but he is going to be taking a step back from calling plays and focus on other things, which I think is going to help a lot in my mind. Um, okay, point number two for myself is the whole Kool-Aid drinking, and to be more specific, I'm not going to try to drink the Kool-Aid this year. And I've done a That's really what you say every year. And I've done a really damn good job of it this mm. year. In the previous years I have. I've I've been all over it and you lead into the year. This year I am keeping myself yeah. very calm and as far as expectations go, I, I'm saying if we make a bowl game, that could be it. But I'm not gonna drink the Kool-Aid. There are people out there talking that I've listened on podcasts, like national people that have said Nebraska's going to win the Big Ten yeah, West. there's a potential for Big Ten West, um, go, have, winning nine wins, even ten wins, looking at our schedule. Potential of being 7-0. and Oklahoma, you know, with their new coach and question mark. I mean, there's people out there that are talking about that. In previous years, I am all about it. <laughs> this year, I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, you, you can say what you want, but we're a week, month out, and I'm at the status of saying, prove me. I, I want... I want to be proved wrong mm. that this can work. And I have not been a believer in what Frost has done so far. And I don't think I'm alone on that. I think it's been very stagnant and not good over the past few years. Obviously, 15 and 29 is, is the record. Last year, you were 3 you, and 9. You last year, you flirted with that Kool Aid drinking, though. A couple, you'd be like, No, I, I'm saying last year I did. Oh, last I'm year saying I, I, I have been on the Kool Aid. I'm saying this offseason, I am off of it. Because I want to get proven. How many games uh, is it going to be into the season before you start saying, oh, yeah, jumping through walls in your cool <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think beating Oklahoma, and it is going to be hard if we you know, go out to Ireland and beat Northwestern by three touchdowns. I mean, yeah, it will be. But my, my point is, I do as of right now, I seriously think I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to be in a battle out in Ireland. I hope we can come out with a win, but I'm not expecting it because I'm not going to be that fan after game one and being like, well, this season's over. I just, I just don't know that mm-hmm. the potential's there. I think it could be, but I'm not, I'm not getting my hopes up. And so I want to get proven wrong on that aspect. I mean, I want to see Nebraska football succeed. And my mind throughout the summer, part of me says that may not be with Coach Frost and staff at helm. It may be with someone else at this point in time because of what we've seen. Now, if Frost proves me wrong. It's a different story, and I will take my word. I'll swallow it. I'll I'll say all of that. But he needs to show that they can win football games, and we obviously are competing in a lot of games, and we did last year. And that three and nine record is quote the best three and nine team ever to play college football. But it comes down to winning football games, and mm-hmm. you have to prove me wrong in that aspect of my way of thinking. All right, we'll see how long it is. Like I said, maybe I'm. Maybe week five, we'll dust off the Kool Aid costume, and I'd be Stay more than I'd be more than happy to to dust that thing off and and, and bring it out uh-huh. um, if we're winning football games. That, that'll get me excited, but it, it it's not there, not there yet, and. I plan to stay that way until I get proven otherwise. And I, I will say one of the things that so this was on my list as one of my items, but I don't know if I'm fully committed to it. But like I feel like this off season in general, like locally, it's been pretty quiet. Like I don't know if a ton of people have been talking about. Like I feel like there's been, always been like is this point number two? Yes. Okay. It's pretty quiet as far as the hype going into the year. 
you know, like, I don't feel like most people have been drinking the Kool-Aid. And, like, even, like, Omaha World Herald pieces haven't been very... Usually they're pretty... Tom Chattel had a fiery call. They're usually pretty fluffy at this point in the year talking about, you know, like, hey, going to the training camp, these are the guys you want to, like, these are the guys you're going to make national news sort of stuff. And we haven't... I haven't really been hearing that that much this year. Even, like, radio, internet, like, there's a couple articles here and there, but usually they're, like, they're puff pieces, like... And what's interesting to that whole point, and this is your perception, right, yes. on, on Husker football, and I would not argue at all that you're the only one out there like that, your your mind and how you think about the upcoming season and you, you thinking there's no hype, that's just reality that, you know, you as a, as a Husker football fan, you're not overly excited about it because you haven't looked and, and right. you see it in the media too there's a lot of just tension and heat in the articles like you said aren't fluffy mm-hmm. and so we're, we're here and we're sitting a month out and everyone's attitudes are all over the place there's some people that are drinking the kool-aid like normal and then there's people that are out there that don't care and specifically this is not one of my points but i've had conversations throughout the summer think about the next generation of husker fans they don't care at all about the season. They're not – I mean, the whole month of August, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat when I'm growing up as a middle schooler and high schooler, like, okay, when's the season start? Right. Can't wait. You know, can we win a conference championship this game? And this is us as, you know, our mid-20s mm-hmm. that didn't even get experience the national title run. So what are this? what is this next generation of kids going to think? <laughs> right. It's, it's like, yeah, Dad, I can't wait to sit on the couch and watch – you get upset that your team lost, <laughs> you know. I remember last year I was DJing a wedding and there was some eight-year-old kid and I don't remember what game we got smoked, but he was. I was talking to him and he's like, "Yeah, I don't even really like the Huskers, you know. I'm more of an Alabama fan." I was like, "Get out of here, go home." That, that's just again talk about the reality of the situation. It, that, that's what it is. That's where we're at as a program, as a fan base. And there's obviously variations off of that, but we got to do something about it. And like I said before, I'll reiterate my point. I do not know right now if that's with Coach Frost and staff. If it is, great. I'd be glad. But I, you know, I want what's best for the program as a whole. And we don't know what that is right now. So, yeah, we'll see. My third point, I have written down K State football. <laughs> big, big 2 a.m. fan. Although, what's his number now? Nine. Nine. Nine a.m. And if you listened to last season, we joked about at times how we had early morning practices a lot with our current players. And so, you know, 2 a.m. the theory that that was too early for us. And 2 a.m. is the time, you know, Adrian's waking up to go to practice. Mm-hmm. Now 9 a.m., waking up at 9. But I have this down, not, not to detract from Husker football, but just back up the point that was just said that, you know, I am interested in K-State football, and to a point, I'm, I'm excited for their opening game, and I'm excited to watch Adrian. I'm excited. Hunter's actually looking to go to K-State games over Nebraska games. Not even looking. I am committed to going to K-State, K-State, Missouri, September 10th, instead of wow. going to Nebraska, Georgia Southern. So, I just talked about the, the previous generation. I'm talking now about us. Right. <laughs> who's doing a podcast. Now, I'm not saying at all. I'm transitioning to bleeding cat. purple. Right. But... I am intrigued in, in, in K-State. I, I was a big, obviously, Adrian fan and, and component. I think the lack... We both think that he can do really well. Yes. And elsewhere. 
I think he could have potential of having a very good season in Manhattan with Deuce Vaughn um, at running back and an O-line, which I've heard lost some people, but still it can't be worse than what he had to deal with at Nebraska. And then their new offensive coordinator this year is Colin Klein, and if that name sounds familiar, he was a K-State quarterback um, about five to seven years ago that he was the quarterback runner and goal line and just a big power quarterback that um, his legs are better than his feet, which fits perfectly into – legs are better than his arm, which fits perfectly into what Adrian – is so I am excited for that, uh, but my point three a because it ties into Adrian and his lack of success in Nebraska because of the O line is our O line recruitment and lack thereof loss, loss. and loss of Nui Nuri Nui. <laughs> um, it I don't know. We have all this hype and on the receivers and it's great bigger recruits coming in, but that offensive line is still the one big thing that scares me. Well, as, as it should. As That's it should. why, I mean, last year the O-line, that was that was the game, like, every time. In our minds it was, for sure. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah, 100% accurate. But, you know, we'll see how Prohaska comes back. I mean, he was, he's slated to come back to summer camp, I believe. Yep. So... Sounds like Fedoni at the tight end position um, hopefully is going to be there. Vokalek's obviously a very good blocker. And as far as the new coaching replacement with Riola coming in and taking over that spot for Greg Austin, it seems like there's a lot of positive talk around that. Again, not sure if that's the Kool-Aid talking or if it's truly... Actual positive. And um, we're not going to know until game one, but that piece right there is going to tell us a lot on our opening two or three possessions against Northwestern. Are we able to move these guys? Now, we the one game last year, if you had to point back and say what game did our offensive line play the best, it was probably Northwestern. We were moving them off the oh line. We ran for hundreds of yards that game, a couple hundred, and it looked really good. So don't want to get overhyped on that, but I do think we're going to know a lot against Northwestern how well our offensive line is performing, and that's going to be very indicative of the overall season. I mean, even just, you don't even have to look at, you'll just look at penalty count. How many holds are we going to have? Mm-hmm. You know, like game one, if we're holding again, it's like, well, you guys didn't do jack shit this offseason to figure that out, you know? Yep. <laughs> um, so, no, I 100% agree with that. That's that's probably both of ours, I'd say, biggest interest in the offense, outside of quarterback, obviously, for, you know, it's the freaking quarterback. We you have to be interested in the quarterback. When you what what are offense. your thoughts on Casey Thompson? It's interesting because he's they. It sounds like it's his job to lose, but it doesn't sound like it's that hard for the job to be lost. Is kind of what I'm getting. You know when they talk mm-hmm, about like mm-hmm. Brock Purdy and kind of his play, and then uh, Chuba, Chuba, sorry, Chuba. Oops, <laughs> my bad. You know, and just the other quarterbacks in the room. It, you know, they, there's a lot of positive stuff about them and you you're hearing the good stuff about Casey Thompson but it's just it they're the level like last year it was Adrian Martinez no chance anyone else even flirts with start starting over him and I don't know if that's going to be true for this year or not well and it might be a little bit of the coaching staff not wanting to commit to a guy like that because that did not externally even internally though when when you're fully committed to a guy, Adrian, last year, and 
things do go a little bit south for whatever that reason may be, it does. It creates a lot of internal conflict and team chemistry because the quarterback is the most valuable position. You have the ball in your hands the most on the offensive end. And I think Casey Thompson has that potential. I like really his well. sound bite, like you know, like his interviews. He, I think, he answers the questions really well, and he sounds like a team guy. He seems like he's the first one to show up to practice, last one to leave yep. most wants, of the time to learn the book. And Whipple's talked very highly of him, and at the same time, it sounds like that Casey Thompson's going to be a very good fit into what Whipple's done in the past. Whether that be throwing the ball, however Whipple wants to do his things. Whips, as Frost calls him, let's call him Whips. Whips. So, I don't know. I, I'm i intrigued by it, too. Again, Kool-Aid drinking, set aside. There's definitely that ability to, to go down that path with Casey Thompson, but I want I want to see it. I want to get proven that he can function in offense with an mm-hmm. offensive line that we don't really know right. what could happen. Right, that's 100% kind of, you know, like I was going to allude to that, too, is we knew Adrian could handle the not having the offensive line for the most part. You know, the advanced statistics basically said, Hey, Adrian does really well for how shitty his offensive line mm-hmm. is. Can Casey do that? Because we both think the offensive line is probably going to be pretty shitty again this year. Probably. There's going to be improvements, but I think they're probably going to be the weaker link on the offense. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. And then my third point, kind of building off of the Casey Thompson, is just the new faces, the transfer class. Um, Nebraska did really well as far as transfer class rankings. I think we're six, seven, top ten. As far as transfer yep. classes go, um, got a new quarterback. Probably, you know, you see a lot of. I don't know if our new our running back will be the new starting running back. I don't know where Amir um, Johnson sneeze at. Yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly the pieces um, that we brought in and out. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think, but and then like the wide receiver room, you got Dakota Crawford, you got a couple of other good wide receivers. Um, Defensively, we our edge rushers. We got a couple good D line guys. Supposedly, O'Shawn Mathis. Yes, hopefully saying that right is getting a lot of hype, preseason buzz, and hype. Um, punter, our punter's on the watch list for the punting. I don't know what the punting award is, but you know he was on the, the watch. The Lou Groza? That might yes. be the kicker. I think that's the kicker. I but don't know. What the anyways, you know the punter. <laughs> so I, I mean, we have a lot of new, probably starting faces this year, and. The whole transfer portal and tying into NIL, there's a lot there. And currently, as the state of Nebraska football, we do have a competitive advantage in that market, if you look at it as a business, and the resources and opportunities that we have to offer kids playing. Now, we obviously are not on the coast. (laughs) Um, We're in the middle of the Midwest. But financially and as a program, we do still have and up there on not all the Big Ten schools, but quite a few of them. Now, <laughs> that to me is very lingering there as far as how long we have that because, as I just mentioned, in 10 to 15 years, I'm not sure what the fan base is going to look like if we continue down this path. So I'm not sure, but as far as the transfer piece goes, I do think we got plus on the in and out, I know we did lose some key pieces. Um, some of those running backs that we got last year, Marquis Step gone, Savion Morrison gone. Now, 
again, were they could have could they have been good backs? Yeah, they maybe could have if we had an offensive line. I'm not sure. Right. But we're going to get new pieces. We're going to get new faces on both ends of the ball, and that's just the reality of the college football landscape to this day. And we have to take advantage of the resources and opportunities that we have at Nebraska while we can. Yep. And it's not even like I'm interested. You know, obviously, I'm interested in Nebraska and all the pieces that we're bringing in, what their productivity is going to be. And honestly, you know, like our our recruiting classes have not been that good, mm-hmm. like out of high school. But if we're good at the transfer and this becomes kind of what college football is, you know, is this what Scott Frost is going to be able to, you know, it's going to be like Fred Hoiberg. We keep talking about how they're kind of the same coach. Freddie is the transfer guy, right? Yep. yep. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And then just nationwide, the transfer portal and how, you know, how that's going to impact basically college football. You know, you saw USC basically just robbed Oklahoma of everything good, you know, like they were, they came in Lincoln Riley moves and takes all of their players and you get the guys getting the million dollar QB contracts. And I think Oklahoma is going to return. I believe it was four or five guys on both sides of the ball starters. And that's it, which makes it exciting for when we play them in Lincoln. I would anticipate that spread to be probably less than a touchdown when, when, when they come to Lincoln. So, it is. It's going to impact the game in a very different way, the transfer transfer portal piece. And I think it could help us more than it's going to hurt us just with what mm-hmm. we have. Um, and I can't mention that whole piece without mentioning Mickey Joseph, too, yeah. and the job that he's done. I, he's done a tremendous job so far in his short time here. And Trey Palmer is the big receiver, you know, coming yeah. from LSU with him that could have a pretty large impact here in, in, in this first season. So um, had to give a shout-out there because I think he's doing a lot of really good things on that front. Soon to be head coach, Mickey Joseph, right? That's what you <laughs> meant to say? <laughs> yeah, I know we've talked about this before too, but I really seriously hope there has not been any promises or discussion with him on being the next head coach. And that just creates a very, very, very interesting dynamic amongst the staff and what intentions are for someone like Mickey. Because he's assistant head coach, right? Isn't that his title? Or is he assistant offensive coordinator? I thought he was the wide receivers I, coach slash assistant head coach. I'm not sure what his official title is, uh, but it that, that just makes things challenging and for, Tre- for Trev Albert specifically. And we haven't talked about Trev at all, so we can wrap up here on, on this. But Trev, Trev spoke at Big Ten Media Day's as well, and obviously he's put in a very tough situation with Coach Frost. You know, he worked out the contract renegotiations, and then there's been all this talk about not releasing the final numbers and the details of it, and I don't think any of that's really important, but what is important is going to be the decision he has to make here depending the season. Now, obviously there's scenarios where it's a very easy decision and, you know, you're keeping him, Um, but when it comes to Getting rid of Coach Frost, there's a lot to evaluate there. And I've gone back and forth on my mindset. Is there a set win total, like regardless of the season? I think I maybe even said at the end of last season, he's got to get six wins or seven wins. And I'm not there yet because I do realize a lot of other things that are going on. Obviously, last year we were 3-9, and nine, but they were competitive with a lot of those teams. So that's closer 
than going five and seven and not having hope at all of beating your Ohio States and your Michigans. So it is a tough decision decision for Trev, but he also reaffirmed that you know got to win football games. That's yep. important, and that's a priority of him, and it, as it should be, because it. it is the biggest thing that I'm worried about or, or concerned about is how can we find a way to win a football game? Yep, I think I really do think if Frost is two and two, if he's not, yeah, if he's two and two, going into week five, he's not going into week five. That's okay. my guess. And I, not saying that it's possible, but it's not definitely not out of the realm of possibilities. I think. Um, with Northwestern and and Oklahoma for sure, like we talked about before, I think your Georgia Southern and North Dakota are two games that we should win and should, should win easily. Be chalked in as as wins, but I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out this year, pending the season. Trev made a lot of positive comments on Frost, and and sounds like they have a really strong relationship, and, and Frost has been very open minded. And open to suggestions and comments, and that's also something As Frost did not have. <laughs> everyone is on death row, right? Yeah. Of course, yes, yes, Al, absolutely, yeah, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, there's a lot more we can talk about too. Conference realignment again, going into NIL stuff more detailed, but we have a few weeks here to to get to those conversations um, and get into the Huskers as they continue down fall camp here over the next few weeks. Oh, and by the way, we will find a way to make our betting prediction model better this year. That's true. More to come on that as well. We're glad to be back. Glad for to be hyped up. Not Kool-Aid drinking, but hyped up for another year of Husker football. We will talk to you guys later in the week. Go Big Red. GBR.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.